person looking at the magic actually uh, looks at it and participates. Yo! Yes? Are you gonna look at the magic trick? You said you want me to do magic. Pick one. Pick a card. Mm. Alright, well, I guess we're done with magic. I, I need magic! You don't need magic? I do. Okay, then participate. You're just doing dots on a piece of paper. You need to focus? Well, then do that. Don't ask me to do magic tricks. Oh, yeah, yeah, just do it. All right, no. I'm not going to be your monkey and then be over here just doing magic tricks to myself if you're not even going to pay attention. No, just do it. I'm not going to do the magic trick. You go ahead and draw. Mm. It's okay. You don't have to. Ah! <laughs> I hit my butt. <sighs> Welcome, everybody, to today's podcast, The Daddy No. Episode number 70, day number 518, I believe, 518 or 519, something like that. All right. As always, I'm joined by my son. Say, what's up, son? What's up? What are you drawing? Something new. I know it's new, but, like, what is it? I got time. You'll get to ruin it. If if you tell me what it is, I'm going to ruin it? How, How so? Fine, whatever. So on today's podcast, uh, got a great story about bombing in my hometown. That was nice. You have a lot of stories about bombing. Well, you know what? They're all learning experiences. And also their venue's not set up exactly for comedy. All venues are set up for comedy. You're just not doing it right. Right? It was probably me and not the mics cutting out or them purposely turning them off. <laughs> or actually bringing me up to with no mics, uh, it was. Uh, but it was fun. It was a learning experience, and I got paid. My friend Raul, oh my God, he got it like ten times worse. Ten times worse. Uh, they had like a memorial service for uh, for fallen uh, soldiers there, and he had to go right after, which isn't the most ideal situation to do stand up after like a fifteen minute moment of silence and then it's like now jokes after everybody in the audience was crying and there was dust storms but other than that it was great i loved it it was oh man we made a nice little video out of it so go check it out funny man comedy works it's funny man comedy works or on Robo's play page or Sanchez, or on my facebook page but we did like a, a not a documentary but a little video about it, it has like three thousand views already so it's doing pretty good 
so did that, and um, apparently Trump sent federal police, whatever that means, to Chicago because of how bad it's getting. So is that a form of martial law? Uh, another thing about bombing is I bombed last night. Jeez, man, I do suck. I really suck. Oh, no, stop. Stop what? Stop talking. Why do I got to stop talking? You need to focus. Well, then focus. No, I want you focus. I am focusing. I'm focusing on the podcast that I'm doing right now. I not need no sound. I, hey, you know what? That's not fair, man. You just want me to sit here and be quiet? Yeah. No. You do you. I'll do me. You do you, I'll do me. Thank you, appreciate it. So and it was another, it was a, it was it was a not a bridal shower. What is it called? Uh, bachelorette party, and I actually went to high school with this girl, and it was a whole group of friends that actually went that I went to high school with, and uh, it wasn't the best show of it. It's probably really it was bad. It was bad. It was really bad. I just, I said some stuff that made it awkward at the beginning, and then that made it even worse. I mean, did I have good sets this past week? Yes, I did have good sets. All right. So Thursday was a great set. Late show Friday, I had another great set. But that's not fun to talk about. To talk about, be like, oh, man, and then I killed it here. And then at this other place, man, I was like, oh, I'm murdered. Yeah, like, you don't learn. I mean, it's, those are fun, and that's why you do it. What? The box for the cards? What'd you do with it? I don't know. Well, I don't have it. Check, check over there. I don't have it. Oh, no, I do have it. There you go. Sorry. That's a liar. <sighs> but, oh, you learn from those situations. You live for the great sets because it makes you feel good and it reminds you, like, this is why I do it. You know what I mean? Or the good sets. No, you know, actually, you live for the great sets. The great sets happen, like, every, you know, maybe once every two months or or once a month they'll happen. And what I mean by great set is like from beginning to end, every joke hit, you were on point, the right energy, the crowd had a great energy, they're laughing even in the premise, you're letting them laugh. I mean, what your 15 minute, this is how you know you're having a good set, is when your first 15 minutes stretches out to 25 because people are laughing so hard and you're just tagging at what stuff you've never said before. Those are great sets, but nobody likes to hear about those. Nobody likes to hear about, hey, they weren't there, so they're like, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you did amazing, I'm sure. Uh, and B, the, the other ones are what you learn from and they're funny. So I'll talk about uh, Westlake first before I get into the other one, and then I'll we'll do the Trump thing about Chicago and, and martial law is what some people are calling it. Is it martial law? I don't know. I feel uncomfortable with the president sent uh, federal, is it police or federal, FBI? I don't know what they're sent, task force. To San Antonio, I'd be pretty scared about that. Uh, but um, so this, this is a situation that happened. I got booked. Uh, well, I, me and Raul got booked for a 4th of July event. Uh, it was supposed to be bands, too, so we would go in between the bands. So it's 4th of July. It's hot. This event starts at 5 o'clock, so nobody in the town is out there yet. And then it's also really dry, so all the dust is kicking up from the park that it was in, right? And... Uh, it just, it, it just wasn't the right situation, is what I'm trying to get at. It wasn't suited for comedy. And I had to go on around 6 o'clock or 6.30. I went on right after the hot dog eating contest, I believe, or they announced the hot dog eating contest, and then uh, some beauty pageant, 
like people who won Miss Onion and Miss whatever else. Yeah, they had a Miss. It was like five like kids, like adults, and then the rest were like kids all the way to little girl. Anyway, so they go out on stage. Then uh, I'm next. So I go up. They uh, The DJ brings me up, and he's making poking fun of me a little bit. And I was like, all right, whatever. And I go, which mic do I use? And they had three mics up front. Right. And I was he's like, any one of those. I was like, perfect. So as he's announcing me, I'm already on stage. I'm like, oh, whatever. There's only like eight people in front watching. And uh, I later found out that nobody could hear me in the little tents that they had set up, like the little businesses they had set up. There's nobody that can hear me because the mics aren't loud enough. So I go on and he introduces me and I start trying to talk into the mic. And I was like, hey, it doesn't work. And he just as he's walking up the stage, he's like, try the other ones. And I was like, all right. So I go to another mic. I was like, hey, this one doesn't work either. And I went to the last one. I was like, none of these mics work. And I'm yelling at the DJ. I was like, hey, can I get a mic? Can I please get a mic? And he comes back on stage, gives me his mic. I'm like, all right. It took about almost a minute for that, for him to come back on stage and give me his mic. So I start uh, telling my first joke. Right before I get to the punchline, they cut the mic off. And I was like, hello, hello. I was like, now this mic doesn't work. He's like, yeah, we cut it off. Uh, now those mics work. We need this one. It's like, perfect. <laughs> All right. So I skipped that joke. And I, was, I started going on to my rest of my set. As I'm doing the set, the next band is on stage behind me setting up. And they're going into their mics going, check one, two, check one, two. And then you hear guitars strumming and <laughs> people, the guy testing out his drums I was like, this is great. This is what I wanted. I wanted to come back to my hometown and bomb in front of, well, nobody technically because there was only the people in front. And then at the very end, I made the people in front at least laugh because I was making them laugh at the situation that was happening. I was like, oh, this is ideal. This is, this is wonderful. And then at the very end, this lady goes, do one more joke. Because I was like, thank you, guys. And I was like, you guys want one more joke? And they're like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I want one more joke. Yeah. I was like, well, I stopped getting paid a minute ago, so I'm going to get off of this stage. And I got off the stage. They were like, oh, I upset the only people who were listening to me the entire show. Which is a real uh, dick move. Uh, my son went outside, so I can cuss a little bit now. It, was, it wasn't very nice, but uh, <laughs> I was like, I, just, like I, I did my time, and now I want to get out. It was only supposed to be five minutes. I think I was up there like six and a half minutes, because I didn't, I didn't start until you actually heard my voice, it's, which is a weird thing, right? You'd figure you'd have to hear your voice for stand-up. So I get off, and <laughs> I, I told my friend, I was like, how was He's like, I don't know, dude. I couldn't couldn't hear you like I saw you fumbling around with the mics what happened I was like they didn't work and then they gave me another mic and then they cut that off and then they gave me the mics back he's like yeah it just sounded like mumble and they're playing music where the tents were so that also drowned me out and this was the first time that my father has ever seen me before so I was just like oh my god I, this is gonna be and I sat next to him I was just like yeah he's like good job and I thought he was being sarcastic I was like yeah I appreciate it and he's like no for real like the way you handle that, like that's a, a nightmare, you know, and you handle that very well. And people up front were laughing. I could see, I couldn't hear what you were saying, but yeah, good job. I was like, appreciate it. Thank you for never going to any of my shows in the past seven years ever. Cause my dad says, because I do stand up, I'm, I'm doing the devil's work. Uh, and he might be right, but <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. No, it's not the devil's work. Okay. It's just uh, my call for attention, apparently, or whatever, or I think I'm funny. Anyway, he saw that, and I was just like, that was like probably top 10 worst bombs ever, top 10. I had two of my top 10 in the same week. 
the other one really wasn't that bomb, that big of a bomb, but it was it was yeah. Oh, my daughter was there too, and they said that as soon as she heard my voice, she turned around and was like, "Daddy!" Like she could still hear it muffled. She was like, "Daddy!" She was pointing at the stage. So my daughter, my one year old daughter, also saw me bomb. <sighs> my mom's already seen me bomb. So it's all right. She saw me my first, like, six months of doing stand-up, and I made it very awkward for her and her friends. I was like, hey, what'd you think? She was like, like, hoping, like, this is a fad, right? Like, you, you're not going to keep doing this, are you? Please don't keep doing this. I really appreciate it. But no, seven years later, I'm still doing it. The other one happened last night. Uh, it was a bachelorette party, like I said. They came in, and I recognized a few of the girls like oh we're here for a bachelorette party i was like oh who's and i'm not gonna say the girl's name but i knew the girls like i went to high school i was like oh okay cool no pressure tonight now and so they come on in it's two big tables it's like 12 of these girls right i know about eight of them so uh my first response would be like there's a bridal uh, a bachelorette party here congratulations and i was just like i also uh, see that you're pregnant. I heard that you're pregnant she's like yeah i was like oh, okay congratulations on that too man you must be from the valley, which is where we're from, if you're having, or no, if you're pregnant, you gotta go, you're pregnant and having a bachelorette party. Man, you must be from the valley. That's what I said. See, it went about the same way. I said it way smoother, but it, it got pretty much the same response. So <laughs> everybody's like, that's not funny. I know, I made it awkward. I got awkward laughs out of that. And then I kept going on with my set and I messed up on a joke. I, I just completely left out uh, one of the most important tags in the joke. And so the rest of the joke made no sense. And in my head, I was like, saying the joke, I was like, why aren't they laughing? This is a great joke. Oh, you know what? I don't think I said the tag. And so I was just like, well, let me not, let me not do the callback at the end of that. And I didn't do the callback for it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, none of it's going to work. None of this whole joke. And I kept going on with it. It's crazy how after doing a certain set after a while, because I've been doing that joke specifically for like maybe six months. And uh, we'll get some new jokes, whatever, for about six months, right? And it's you can think in your head, and you can kind of analyze while sound, telling the joke. The only problem is when you do that, you definitely take the energy out of the joke. I mean, you can you can act it, but there's a palpable energy, like, and I, and my cousin felt that because when I were on the car ride, when I was going to Sino uh, Rey when I was going to record my album, like, I was nervous, and he was sitting next to me, he's like, dude, just, I don't know what you're doing right now, but you're radiating a weird vibe, just stop, turn it down, I want to just turn it, he said it was like a bright light, and he just wanted to turn it down, like, ooh, it's like, I had that much nerves, he's like, yeah, so it's a powerful energy that you give back, so you do lose that when you go into your mind like that, but, the what? What's up? What is it? What is it? Oh, hey, can you close the door because you're letting all the air out? Close the door. He's showing me a magic trick that he did. Yo, bro. Hey, close the door, please. What? Oh, you're, getting, you're cleaning up? You could have closed the door, though, while you went outside and cleaned up and then brought it in. That would have been nice. Right? No? All right. What? That's what I thought. 
You don't talk. I like talking too, so I'm going to talk. Now close the door, please. Son, close the door. Yes, yeah, right now. Thank you. Thank you. Why you gotta be such a punk sometimes? What's that? Is I writing? I know what you're writing, but what did you write? Uh, a house. You know what? I didn't finish the rest of that story and the first bomb what happened with uh, Raul. Okay, so Raul goes up, right? He he's goes up after it was me and then a band, and then he was supposed to go up next, but they had a special guest come out, right? So the special guest is uh, I, I went to high school with the guy, but it's his brother and his mother, and I think his sister was there too. And he had died in, in Iraq back in 04. And so they bring him up because, you know, in, near off the coast of Japan, I believe it was, that, new, that naval ship that got hit, uh, one of the naval guys who died was from my hometown. And so they brought them out, and they were like, well, Tell the story. So he tells the story, not only about his brother and everything, and they have a picture of him in the back, but he, he like how he died. They tell that story, and they tell like the mother's crying on stage, and the audience is crying, right? And he tells the last words and everything, and then he ends with when a child loses his parents, they're orphans. But what do you call a mother who loses their child? And then everybody just like bawling and I'm like oh and then they had a moment of silence for like a few minutes and then after the moment of silence they had to reset the mics so then the, the DJ goes hey to the, to the guy in the back showing the board hey hey on the microphone shut it down and the audience is like what this is over a thousand people now because the sun's about to go down it's about eight o'clock so people showed up so about a thousand people showed up and they were there to see this country star who was a, the guy the headliner performing right after Raul. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. So there's like 10 minutes of silence, and then he comes up to like a cold introduction. And now for some comedy, he had to do 15 minutes. And he even did his Iraq story, and I fe he felt it. We all felt it like, it was like, this is inappropriate right now. We just had, we just cried and had <laughs> um, a, uh, there's a moment of silence, and this guy's just going to come up here and just tell jokes. Especially because some of the jokes are about when he's fighting in Iraq and Afghanistan. Oh, fun times. <laughs> oh, jeez. That was, that was, that was a, a rough one. But you know what? He got paid. I was like, would you do this again? And he looked at me like, no. He's like, why would you? I was like, yeah, in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat, I would do that again. Why? I don't care. I'll say yeah. I say yes to gigs even when I know it might be utterly horrible. Like, there's one time I said yes to a gig for a 60-year-old. It was his 60th birthday, and he was retired Air Force and a preacher. And it was for his family, close friends. And I did that. And it was, uh, hey, I got paid 200 bucks. So <laughs> uh, I told him a dollar a minute, and he said yes. And I was like, nice, yes, I will do that. He's like, you got to be squeaky clean. I was like, whatever. I'll do whatever I got to do for that money. And not whatever I got to do for the money. Just, you, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. So those are good times, man. Woo. All right. Um, 
I cut off the last episode because what happened was the AC went out and we tried to fix that and we couldn't. But I finally got somebody out here to fix our AC in our house and now we got AC back. Woo! It only cost me $200. So basically all the money that I made from this week doing comedy went to that. But hey, at least, at least I can pay for it. At least it's getting paid for, right? That's nice. And at least we have AC now. But now I got I to gotta, I gotta get new brakes and then two new tires, and I also lost my wallet. I also lost my wallet. But you know what? None of that matters. I'm not sad about any of that. You know why? Because my son poops the toilet. That's right. He poops in the toilet. And everybody's like, your son's five. I was like, yeah, I understand that. I know. I've been cleaning up man dumps. That's what I've been cleaning up, man dumps, for the past two years, two and a half years. I've been cleaning, three years, really, cleaning man dumps. And now I don't do that anymore. Why? Because he craps in the toilet. And you know what? The AC breaking and needing new brakes and being broke and losing my wallet and all that doesn't matter because I would give all that up just for him to poop in the toilet. And he does it now. I'm so excited. This is the greatest day of my life. Uh, No, I'm happy. I'm very happy. (laughs) Oh, now I only have to clean one butt. My daughter's. Oh, oh, and my butt. And my butt. So two butts. I don't mind cleaning my butt because I have to, right? Because that's gross if you don't. And then it's itchy. So you got to clean your butt. And then my daughter, she's a baby. She's one. So uh, I give her a pass. But my son, that was our over half our arguments. And if you've listened to this podcast, you know that. And he, that I've, oh, what I did was I stopped fighting with him. And I was just like, because oh, all you ever wanted to do was watch TV or play computer games. So I was like, you know what? Let me try what the the definition of insanity is you keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, right? So I was just like, I'm trying something different. And it was completely different from what the therapist told us. And yes, we actually went to therapy for this. We went to therapy for this. This is how mad it was driving my family. Cause it was like sometimes two or three times a day having accidents. And then like not they told us, Oh, just leave them in it. Just go ahead and leave them in that. Right? And I was just like, No. I'm not going to do that. And even if I did, he'll stay in there forever. He doesn't care. Or he didn't care. And I would be like, why did, why did you put... And I'd show him his underwear. He's like, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. And then he started peeing in his pants too. Just standing up and peeing in his pants. And I'm like, hey, well, he's doing it for attention. I don't care what he's doing it for. Just get me to help him stop. So everything he told me to do and get stricter and I was doing it. I was like, you know what? Forget this. I'm going to try the opposite. And I did. And he was like, I want to watch a movie. And I was like, all right, you can watch a movie. So he sat down, and he watched his movie. But every 30 minutes, I would come, and I'd pause the movie, and I'd grab him by his hand. and go, he's like, where are we going? I was like, just come with me. And I'd sit him on the toilet, and I'd put the timer. i go, you got five minutes. And that's all I did. Every 30 minutes, I'd sit him on the toilet for five minutes. Not because I wanted him to poop. but because Well, I did want him to poop. But because I wanted him to train his mind, like, just, all right, go. That's where you go when you poop. That's where you go. And he did it. He did it. My wife takes credit because she was at home when it happened. But she didn't even know. She was changing my daughter. And he went. He's like, Mom! Mom! And she's like, oh, my God, what happened? And he's like, I pooped. And she's about to get mad. And he comes, comes in the restroom. Oh, look, I pooped in the toilet. And she, was, I, I, she called me. I thought she was going to cry. She sent me a picture of it. I was like, I didn't, I didn't need the picture. You didn't need to send me a picture of it. But thank you. But now that's. And every time he goes to the bathroom, we make a big deal out of it. Because it is a big deal. So, 
feel happy that I finally potted trained my son. And I don't know if that makes me a great dad because I finally did it or a horrible dad because it took me this long. Either way, it's done. Oh, thank God. The rest of this week at Laugh Out Loud went great, though. That was fun. Had, uh, Jen Culver is a real cool person. And uh, there's a Burbank Comedy Festival at Flappers in, in uh, right out of L.A. Well, it's in Burbank. Stupid. Yeah, Burbank. And uh, she said she put in a good word for me. Now, what does that mean? I don't know. But there's headliners don't do that for me. You know what I mean? Headliners will be like, hey, whenever you're in L.A. Or, hey, whenever you're in New York, let me know. But, I mean, if I called them, I know they wouldn't answer. But, you know, she actually put in a good word for me and told me where to send an email to. And I was just like, thank you. Even if nothing happens out of this, thank you. I appreciate the gesture. And she's a very funny person. So if you get to see, you'll probably see her on, uh, she was in uh, The Middle and she was in The Mindy Project. And then I think she's going to, oh yeah, she's going to be Kevin Hart's bodyguard in Real Husbands of Hollywood. Yeah. So you'll see her. You'll see her there. So that was Jen Col- Thank you, Jen Colbert. I appreciate that. And um, she's going to be my first. Uh, I'm, doing, I'm starting a new thing. I don't know when I'm going to put it out. I don't know how long it's going to take me because I finally got the new program, Final Cut Pro. Uh, why aren't you doing Premiere? You should do Adobe Premiere. Final, whatever, dude. Okay, it's, I'm used to iMovie, so I was like, let me go to Final Cut Pro because it's like iMovie but a lot better. So it's a new uh, shorts, shorts, new short not short films, but little stories that it's called Worst Bombs and Best Road Stories. And so whenever that's done, uh, it'll be done. She had a real funny road story, so I'll put that in. Uh, I'll put my stories about bombing road stories, and I'll get other headliners that come through and uh, friends of mine that I think have funny stories, and I'll be putting those out whenever, whenever, when I get to it, when I'm able to, that's when I'll, I'll put that stuff out. So, um, on the other podcast, I had to go back and listen to it because I forgot what I said. You, I, I went through the, the two, the best rap party with people I went to high school with. Ooh, I talked about that. And I talked about what happened at the 4th of July festival, which was great. It was great. I need to turn that into one of the stories. And if you haven't seen it, it's already over 4,000 views. Go to Funny Man Comedy Works. We actually make like a short five-minute, not documentary, but yeah, kind of document of that bombing. Uh, I liked it. It's hilarious to me. But you shouldn't promote yourself like that. That's bad. It makes you look bad to promoters. Whatever. It was funny to us. We're going to put it out. So uh, I was going back and uh, reading about um, Trump sending feds. He actually sent the ATF. So the, he sent a, the Chicago Crime Gun Strike Force will include 20 agents from the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, six intelligence research specialists, 12 task force officers from Chicago Police Department, two task force officers from the Illinois State Police, and four National Integrated Ballistics Information Network specialists. So apparently they're going in, we're going to war with Chicago. The United States is going to go to war with Chicago. Uh, that's what it looks like to me. Uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions on Friday detailed the Federal Strike Force, which is what I just said for the Windy City. Um, and then Sessions 
uh, said this, the Trump administration will not let the bloodshed go on. We cannot accept these levels of violence, Mr. Sessions said. That's why under President Trump's strong leadership, we have created in Chicago Gun Strike Force and others sending 20 more ATF agents to Chicago. La, 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 la. Lawlessness. There recorded 762 homicides in 2016, the most in two decades, and more than 3,500 shooting incidents. So what are they going to do? Are they going to go confiscate guns? Is this a gun grab? Hmm? Now, how do people feel that feel about that in Chicago? The few that did vote for Trump, because Trump is very uh, pro NRA. The NRA is not saying anything, right? Well, these are illegal guns. Okay, these are uh, Chicago has some of the toughest gun laws. All right, so if it's a felony, I believe, if you don't have a license from uh, the police department, it's like a felony. You can't have any any guns. You have to have everything registered, right? So. What is what are they going to go after? Are they just going to go after going to the inner cities? Do the inner cities then just become freaking martial law there? You know, is it going to be a battleground? Because you're not going to be able to take the guns easily. This is a, 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 a not the canary in the coal mine, but an example of what may be carried out across the country in two years. And why do I say that? Because I'm a paranoid person. I'm a paranoid person, and I like to spread paranoia. I don't know that for a fact, but it could be. And if it could be, I'll say it. So, yeah, I don't know. what it is. It's scary. Gun gra- I mean, you figure for the people who voted for Trump in Chicago, they'd be kind of upset about this. Or maybe they're happy. Maybe they're happy. And they're like, well, you know, time to get these gangs out of here and these guns. But what happens if they start going after their guns? Hmm? Hmm? What is this? Is this a gun grab? I don't know. I don't know. And that's, that's all the news that I was going to go over just because... I talked about it in the other episode. What's up? Did you drop all your raisins? Nope. Hey, I was telling everybody how you poop in the toilet now. (laughs) What do you do, son? Poop in the toilet? Why do you poop in the toilet? Because I'm a big boy. Dang right, you're a big boy. You're the biggest boy. Good job. Where are you going right now? I'm washing my hands. You're going to wash your hands? Oh, okay. I thought you were going to go poop in the toilet. All right. I don't know why I followed you to the bathroom. That's okay. Ooh. Got some shows coming up, man. Uh, I will be at River Center Comedy Club this week. Uh, from when? No, Tuesday I'm going to be there all the way to Friday, and then I'll be there Sunday. Saturday I'll be in Canyon Lake opening or featuring for. Uh, who am I featuring for? I forgot who I'm featuring for. Featuring for somebody. So opening at River Center, featuring there. And then uh, if you want to see what other shows I got coming up, go to Funny Man Comedy Works. Be on the lookout in the future. I don't know if it's going to be in August or September or whenever. The worst bombs and best road stories. And then uh, hopefully get that, uh, that album out towards the end of the year. Hey, leave your sister alone. She's sleeping. Get off the bed. Off the bed. Don't wake her up. Get off the bed. Off the bed. And look, the AC works out here now. Ah, right? We got AC in the whole house. Stay in here, though, because it's still hot out here. Oh, I, I stayed up last night doing the dishes. The, the kitchen was a horrible mess. That was the other thing that was bugging me. I got all the outside roaches coming in. The ones that fly, ugh, I, turn on, I turn on the lights, and there was like four roaches just flying around. And I was just like, I want to cry. We have no AC, and we got roaches. And the car needs brakes, and I lost my wallet. But then I reminded myself, hey, you know where your son poops? In the toilet. You know why? Because you're a fucking hero. That's not why. (laughs) But I feel like one. That was my entire goal. I think I said that my entire goal all summer 
was to get him to do that. So now my second goal uh, this summer is, um, I have no idea. I need to come up with a second goal. Hey, if you guys have a second goal for me, write it in the comments section below. Oh, nobody's listening anymore? Everybody tuned out? Cool. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Daddy No. Make sure to listen every week uh, to the podcast, and uh, I'll update you on me being a stay-at-home dad and stuff. But thank you guys, man. Appreciate it. We're at 70 episodes, 30 more episodes, and we're at 100. That's how math works. So thank you guys. Appreciate it. You'll have a, a great week. Hey, say, say bye, son. Bye. All right. Deuce. What? And and Daddy have a commercial. I have a commercial. Yeah, Daddy have a show. Yeah, I told him about my shows. Do do get a do. Do you have Do you have any shows? Yep, do work. Oh, are they magic shows? Yeah, yeah. I got magic shows. All right, well, all right, guys, deuce. Boom boom, ba da da da, ba da 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 da. Uh-oh, spaghetti-o, uh-oh, 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 u